Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ariel Araka, and you are listening to the Ariel Araka Show. So last Sunday, the Republican Party held the CPAC, which is the Conservative Political Action Conference in Washington. They do it every year, and if you watch it the other weekend, I didn't, because I didn't want to lose any brain cells. Uh, anyways, I saw snippets of it, and it was basically the glorification of Donald Trump and of what he stands for. The hatred, the cheating, the lies, all that. It wasn't really the Conservative Political Action Conference. I think it seemed to be rather the cult political action conference because now the Republican Party is becoming sort of a cult. It, it is telling people not to believe in the science and reason and rationality but to believe in things like sh Jewish space lasers and that Donald Trump would become president of the United States on March 4th, which was yesterday and by the way, it didn't happen. It is completely ludicrous. It is out of this world that this kind of rhetoric could be believed by some people. It seems that this is their new strategy though. They want people like Marjorie Taylor Greene to become the voice of the party because she brings more fanatics, insurrectionists, bigots, and conspiracy theorists to the party. Those die-hard Republicans, they always wanted. And we obviously have the Donald to thank for that. And I think it's very dangerous when people allow that sort of rhetoric to enter the party. We saw what happened with Donald Trump. It wasn't pretty. He had the worst record a president has ever had. Actually, I think it was the worst president in history. He did nothing but make the United States a more divided country. Donald Trump also said on CPAC that he is going to run for president in 2024. I actually do not believe that's going to happen. Because, unless he does it from Rikers Island, I mean, New York is going to get him, I believe. I might be cuckoo dreaming, but I think that the law will surpass the glorification of Donald Trump. I think he's done a lot of things wrong, allegedly, business-wise. We've seen that over the years, even in the 70s and 80s, the alleged racial profiling of people in his businesses. I think the New York prosecutors, Manhattan's DA to be more exact, will be able to see if he has, in fact, had any monetary gains from foreign powers, if he has had any connections when he was President of the United States with China, with Russia, with, I don't know, people like Bashar al-Assad. We'll see what happens, but from the past few years, we've seen that Donald Trump is a liar, he's a cheat, he has no problems cheating out people to gain money, gain power, gain anything that benefits himself or his businesses. And I think that it is not something that should be ignored and should be a, a cautionary tale to the moderate Republicans who are still in the party. And to finish this topic, I have to say that one of the things that I thought f was very funny uh, during the CPAC was that the Republicans were going crazy 
over the things that Biden is doing. People saw how they treated Obama. And then when Trump got in office and lied and cheated and harmed the country with things like the transgender banning of the military, the withdrawal from the Paris Climate Agreement and the executive orders that would allow companies to do more harm to the environment by sending more methane into the atmosphere, the unskilled people he put into positions of power in which they had no idea what they were doing, like Ben Carson, Betsy DeVos, and Republicans just said he was doing God's work, and he should be praised for it. Trying to give excuses for him, and obviously I'm talking about Fox News pundits like Turka Carlson, Janine Pirro, and Cuckoo Laura Ingram. They allowed the delivery of scientifically illiterate alternative facts to enter the party. In the country, some people have told me that these feelings were intrinsic in the party all along, and Trump just showcased them. Well, I give people more credit than that. Or maybe I shouldn't. Because even though he lost the 2020 election, he still got 70 million votes. And it should be a warning to all Democrats to start or continue to be politically active so that we see progress, not regression. Now, the next topic I want to talk about is the Andrew Cuomo's sexual harassment suits uh, that are undergoing on New York, in New York. Uh, and I have to say that it is very ballsy of Republicans to say anything about sexual harassment uh, since they just ignored sexual harassment when it came to Donald Trump and still don't mention people in their party like Madison Cawthorn, Ronnie Jackson who allegedly have made sexually charged advances to women either verbally or physically. Now I obviously think there should be an investigation, a lengthy investigation, not like the Brett Kavanaugh investigation, which, which took a week or so, and oh, no, not even that. I think it took uh, three days, four days. It was ridiculous. I think it should be a lengthy investigation to see if the accusations stand up. And if they do, he should be removed or he should resign. And if they don't, he should be exonerated. But there should be an investigation to settle this out. Let's not jump to conclusions, either good or bad. This deserves a lengthy investigation and we'll see what happens. But the Republicans should be the last ones to mention sexual harassment because they, don't, they only accuse people when they are not in their party. It's really hypocritical. Now, the other news that impacted this week was Oprah's interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, um, in which they gave insight, I think, into the royal family, even calling it um, The Firm. I personally can't wait to watch it. By the way, it airs on Sunday. And it is interesting to me that four or five days before it airs, reports started coming out 
saying that Meghan Markle used to bully her staff when she was in London, when she was in the royal family, uh, by sending email messages to her assistants early in the morning, uh, as if that were a crime, you know. It's very stupid. I think it's very fishy that that's coming out now. Obviously, it's because of the Oprah interview. But I don't want anything else coming from the royal family other than Prince Andrew's sexual harassment suits. If they're going to talk about somebody, I just wish they would mention Prince Andrew's uh, uh, assault allegations. They obviously won't do that because his blood. But... I would like at least for them to stop talking about Megan and, and, and protecting or saying something about uh, when, when, the, when the tabloids write anything about her. Because I've been reading what they write and it's, it's racist. It's racist. And it, I, I don't say anything is racist lightly. You know, it's out there. Just go on the Daily Mail. Just go on... on you know, I think it's racist what they say about her. Mostly on bit in British television and, and radio and uh, magazines or whatever. Prince Harry knew that she probably could have had the fate of Diana, his mother, if he didn't uh, leave London with her. And I think it was a good decision. She did not make him move. He did not make him her move. It was their decision. No, he has no power over her. She has no power over him. Um, made this decision of, to go to the United States and live their lives without the, the British tabloids saying the horrible things they're saying. And they're still saying it. Just go to the British news um, organizations and you'll see the horrible things they say about her because of nothing. Every it is sad, really, that ever since people knew that she was going to be his wife, they went apeshit. Apeshit, I tell you. And I, I think it's because of one thing. And one thing only, the color of her skin. And it's very sad in a country like England that seems to be so, so um, forward-thinking, so avant-garde, that they have this kind of rhetoric going around in their newspapers, radio, and television. Obviously, it isn't everybody. And there are many people making these comments, unfortunately, and it just needs to stop. It's disgusting. And again, the only thing I want to see or hear coming out of, of the Buckingham Palace, the royal family, whatever, is the Prince Andrew's sexual harassment suits. I want them to say a thing about it. I'm not expecting it because it's blood again, but don't talk about Meghan. Talk about Prince Andrew. What about that? And last but not least, we are in March, meaning it's Women's History Month. We will spotlight women who are breaking the glass ceiling. Today, we are honoring those at the forefront of the fight for gender equality. 
Since 1923, American women have been rallying in support of an official equal rights amendment that guarantees women the same legal rights as men, and in a groundbreaking vote, Congress passed the ERA in 1972, but missed the deadline for state ratification. However, thanks to the leadership of Congresswoman Jackie Speier, Senator Lisa Murkowski, ERA Coalition President Carol Jenkins, and America's first female Vice President Kamala Harris, there is a new push to make the Equal Rights Amendment the law of the land. In one voice, the world declared, human rights are women's rights, and women's rights are human rights. Simply put, there can be no expiration date on equality.